Hey everyone, welcome back to Life on Side B. We hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving. Well, it happened. We are getting to the end of season two. We still have our Spanish episode to air, but we held our first ever Beach Hats event two weeks ago on November 14th, and it was an amazing time. We talked about being side B and trans, coming out experiences, and different forms of community. It was so much fun. If you participated, if you joined, thanks so much for being there. We are so glad you were. After all, all our conversations, some of the co-hosts and I recorded our season two review episode at the Bee Chats and had a blast looking over the past year, talking about what we learned on the topic of thriving, as well as sharing some exciting news about things to come. This episode was recorded live on Zoom at the event, so the quality and connection differences from what we normally have is because of that. (laughs) Also, there are some visual materials discussed in the episode which have been included in the show notes in case you want to check that out. But to start off, um, it has been a long year, so I thought I would create a collage of clips from the season to get us started and to help us remember what all we talked about this year. So with that, let's head in. Okay, everyone, we are back finally for season two. Arrive on side B. Oh my (laughs) gosh. What do you guys feel it looks like to thrive as an LGBT Christian? I think part of thriving for me has been acknowledging the pain that comes with this journey, really leaning into it instead of leaning away from it. This tangled mess of emotions and attraction and cultural identification is actually a place where I experience a lot of joy. Uh, the question is, how do, I, how do I start to take steps to address what I'm feeling and know that I'm worth a life that I can thrive in? Many LGBTQ people experience their faith as arriving at the cross, having this burden taken away by Jesus Christ, but then Christian comes around with an even greater burden and throws it right back on their back and then tells them that they have to journey all the way to the celestial city like that. That's not the gospel. That is denying the work of Jesus Christ. I'm married to a man. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we love that. <laughs> let's let's be clear. Congrats. <laughs> People want to say that coming out is like, well, now I'm telling the world who I am. But a lot of times we don't take the time to figure out who we are first. There there was a kind of comfort in recognizing uh, that I, I never had to come out to God. Be the most unprofessional episode, but that's, we're showing life <laughs> in the midst of Corona. Uh, okay, as side B people, mm-hmm. we are used to deal with this, with loneliness, to be isolated, to do not have the support other people have as a family, so to speak. So how do we, that we know how to deal with that more than other people. How can we respond to this crisis and serve other people? Lonely is not bad when you are free in Christ to be able to lean into that loneliness and to lean into Him and to remember to pour myself out for others as a way to be able to fill myself up. Find a hut, you guys. Find a hut and become the hermit you've always meant to be. Become Yoda in the swamp. Compassion is to suffer with. It's not to point at suffering and say that's hard. It's to say, if you're suffering, I'm suffering. And I want to help you deal with that. But if this season is on thriving, we need to talk about the thriving of all Side B Christians. So... We are going to spend the next three episodes discussing race, church, culture. You know what? One thing I've I've realized is how how tiring it can be because you're not just dealing with being gay and you're not just dealing with being black. You're dealing with both of them at the same time. And it's it's kind of when they when they get added together, it's not like just doing one plus one is equal to two. It's one plus one is equal to three. Nobody knows how to hold a white person accountable better than another white person. They stay on each other. And I'm just like, yes! Yes, Samantha, you tell Karen about herself, okay? I hope that we have like enough grace for ourselves too, that when, that when we decide to lean into thriving, that it might feel a lot like surviving. It's really hard for a side B gay Christian 
to see hypocrisy in their church or in their family when it comes to sexual ethics and sexual stewardship for all, and then take seriously any arguments for a traditional sexual ethic for gay people. The doubting for me wasn't even necessarily doubting um, those six, seven years in, wasn't doubting like the theology necessarily, it was do I want this theology? For me, the baseline question was, it came down to do I want God? So basically what it is, is that God's like, look, I've set my face towards you, son, daughter, as the one thing that I love and that I care about. And all I'm asking of you is that you set your face towards me like I'm the one thing that you love and that you care about. So forgiving myself, viewing myself through God's lens was the first, was probably one of the most monumental, one of the biggest things that was a practical step, if that makes sense. And I love one thing that he said, which said, he said, God doesn't call us to stop being gay, but he calls us to stop acting like, acting like orphans. Yeah, this is, all I can say is this is going to be a fun and interesting season. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so glad each of you all is part of this. We so were such babies. <laughs> We had no they idea. How gone through Rona yet. We had no they idea how know. 2020 was going to go when we <laughs> recorded <laughs> season two, episode one. Very much so. Ooh. Well, welcome everyone. We got through season two. <laughs> did it. There was. We did our best. <laughs> we did our best. I was looking at the planned schedule of episodes. Yeah, that was not followed. That's what I was thinking. I was like, because we have, at first we did, because like quarantine happened like mid-March. So I don't know how many episodes we were in. So we had a few. All the way to Ray. And then there was a scramble (laughs) of episodes that like I was talking to Josh and I was trying, I was like, which one did did was but where was the one where this person was here and like i couldn't remember because they were so mixed up and then we did like some regular episodes we ended up doing the race episodes and it's just it was it was a lot it was a lot but yeah i mean i guess to start would love to hear from you guys you know we we started this we started this talk this season talking about thriving and got thrown into a whirlwind where our thriving was challenged. I know, <laughs> I was about to say, and then 2020 really happened. We had yeah. no idea. We had no idea. So I guess I'd like to say, you know, what do you feel you've learned over season two about thriving and in season two within 2020? Anyone want to share? That I really did live in that hut. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how all the quotes of people were just like jokes. I'm I'm so here for it, by the way. <laughs> like all that you found were just jokes, bad jokes. Like, yes, no, represent me as I am. <laughs> but anyway, seriously, anybody else? I think we learned that thriving doesn't always like what we think it's going to look like. And there was one thing you said that wasn't a joke, Mary, that he had in there. That if we really lean into it, thriving sometimes will look like surviving. And I think this year that was probably very true for a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah, that this year was a, a practice in being intentional about our thriving. Like it wasn't something that was mm-hmm. just going to happen. That as we talked about it, I had to, I mean, the way things went with the podcast episodes, as I listened to things, it was, all right, how am I going to put that into practice? Because I had to be intentional about every single thing. Um, Because I'm very much an introvert. And the first month or six weeks, it was, this is amazing. I could live here in my house and never see another human being. I love it. And then began to realize that I wasn't thriving as much as I thought I was in that situation. And so having to intentionally recognize 
I really do need people. And what am I going to do to make sure that I am getting that interaction and continuing to maintain community and not just isolate and withdraw? And so it was really good that on a weekly or every couple of weeks basis that I was getting an intentional kind of shot of let's intentionally thrive in community because otherwise I'm not sure I would have done that. So it really was a season of speaking to myself as much as anybody else. Yeah, for sure. Grant, what do you think? I think something I learned is that this, this should have been common sense. But I think really learned that thriving will often look like I have to do things I don't want to do and repeatedly. <laughs> like I'll have to to stretch myself and I'll have to engage with people when I don't want to engage. And I mean, I'm an introvert, so I could I could be at a hut. I could do the hut thing. Um, but I think I, I realized I had to. I had to open myself up to community in ways that were sometimes painful or at least uncomfortable. Um, and to put energy and effort into that means that over the long term, I will experience community in a profoundly better way than if I had not stretched myself. So that's what I've been thinking about lately. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really true. Like, I'll, like Becca, what you were saying about how this season became also about like reminding yourself as much as helping others. It's so true because as I was looking over the episodes and thinking through it, I was like, wow, I learned so much and had to challenge myself practically in these things. Like I remember at the, like the beginning of the pandemic, March, April, April, May, actually, um, my, um, Ed and I and our friend Michelle, who's been on the podcast, decided to get an Airbnb for two months together and try our hand at intentional community. Melinda, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. <laughs> because we struggled. Now we got to a good place, but we had some struggling points. And um, just looking at some of like the topics on forgiveness, like raise stuff on forgiveness and, and um, the stuff on uh, shame and dealing with depression and loneliness, like who would have thought loneliness would be so relatable in mm. when we planned that episode. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's one, it's been, a, it's been something like you, like you all have said that learning that thriving is intentional. It's something we're going to have to pursue. It's not going to be something that's just naturally going to come. And, and I don't even think that's something just about being LGBT. I think that's the human experience. Thriving, it takes intentionality and takes something to work towards um, and, and looking in that way for so many things. Um, kind of like with this, with this topic, I would love, with this theme, I would love to ask you guys, what would you say were like one or two of your favorite episodes? Anyone have a favorite episode or something that they want to share? If nobody wants to start. Um, so I recently re-listened to uh, season two, episode 18 um, with Peter on side B theology. And basically I have um, one of my uh, good communities um, that has stuck with me uh, for a long time now is my game night group. Um, so even when we couldn't meet up for COVID, we would have like online meetups usually we would be watching bad movies because we all love watching bad movies um and you know laughing at them basically uh we watched cats 2019 was one of the first ones that we watched starting quarantine um but uh it's one of those things where none, none of them are christian any of them who uh grew up in the catholic faith like i did or went to catholic university of america my alma mater uh, has since left the faith. And so I have been very timid in just kind of even explaining where I'm coming from in terms of side B, side B theology. And Peter is basically like, you, you got to be bold about this. You got to be bold in 
explaining side B theology and arguing for it um, in a way that I had been quite timid before. That doesn't necessarily talk about thriving, but in a way it kind of relates to that in terms of you, you can't be timid about it. You can't be timid at anything that you do if you're going to thrive, if you're going to really uh, let yourself have air to breathe, I guess. Yeah, that's good. It's really good. Ashley, did you have a favorite? Um, I, I think probably like if I had to pick one. Um, or three or five. You know, right, because there are there were a lot that were really good. Like I don't know if you guys remember, like I would listen to the episodes usually, like when they came out, like at the beginning when I still worked out <laughs> during the year, and I still could, and then later just like cleaning the house or whatever, and I'd be like, that episode was so this was so good, and a lot of them really were. But if like I had to pick one, I would say the one that me, you, and Grant did on shame turned out way better than even we expected. Because we were looking, I think, to interview somebody and it ended up not working out. And yeah. so we were trying to figure out what to do and like, well, let's roundtable it. And those episodes usually end up being really good. The ones where we're like, well, let's just talk about it and hash it out ourselves. It's like those just w because we're discussing and being so vulnerable, they end up being good. But that shame episode, I was in it and I listened to it twice. Like there were, we said so much stuff that was that was profound and deep that was like we were really trying to untangle it as best we could and we we really allowed ourselves to be vulnerable in that moment and that episode probably that was probably one of my favorites to do and to and to listen to but other than that like you said there's 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 quite a few yeah i i we got a lot of requests in of like we want more on shame, like more in depth oh. on it and, and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it could be a whole, we could do a whole season on just talking Let's about Let's invite Brown to the podcast. We can talk about shame. We would love to have her. Brene, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh, Brene Brown. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it was something really, that was a really, really good one. And like you said, yeah, the plan was to have someone else on, didn't work out, not sure what we were going to do. And we made, we made it work and it actually turned out a lot better. Uh, Becca, what about you? That was great. Yeah. My, um, my favorite was really the conversation that I had with Henry about loneliness, um, as far as being really practical in what I've had to deal with talking with other people and doing personal ministry work this year. Um, it's the one that I've suggested a lot um, because that has been a follow-up question to so many conversations I've had with people um, because of dealing with the pandemic is what do you do as a single person, especially someone who lives alone? Uh, how do you deal with loneliness? And so being able to use that, um, it's been fun to say, well, I, actually, I had a great conversation with a friend about this, and it would be so great for you to listen to that. Um, but also just how it um, impacted me personally, um, listening to the ideas that Henry gave and really convicting um, discussion with scripture and how he just talked about the fact that he as a single person, um, specifically as a gay man taking control of like his personal traditions and not sitting back and waiting for other people to welcome him in um, was very challenging and convicting for me that that tended to be a place that I found myself of wanting to um, kind of play the, the poor pitiful me card sometimes of saying, you know, well, I'm missing this. I'm missing that. Look at all these things I don't have. And him saying, why don't you get out there and make some traditions of your own and invite people into your life? Um, just was a, had a huge impact on me personally as well. So I'd, I count that as probably in the top five conversations I've had just all year in general uh, for myself personally. So definitely, I think um, that's in my top two or three for, for episodes for this season. That's good. Yeah, I really love that. Grant, you have a favorite or favorites? I loved 
talking with Bridget this season. And it was like a heavy topic. (laughs) It was not like a light, carefree sort of conversation, but she she has a way with words and she says things so clearly that it was just really illuminating for me. Um, and I felt the same way about my, uh, the conversation uh, you, I think Josh and I both had this conversation with Lori. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, it's the same sort of thing. Like she says something and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that's it. Thank you for saying that. I did not know how to say that. So those conversations stick out as, as ones that I really, really enjoyed. Mm, yeah, 100%. That, you know, I do have to say, the devil did not want Bridget's episode to happen because that one was a headache. Or, and, or Lori's. Lori's. Or Lori's. Yeah, or, like cutting out again and again and again, so... <laughs> Or Brandon Polk's. Most people don't know this, but Brandon Polk's episode was filmed on two separate days. It cut out and we couldn't finish it. So we had to come back and I merged them into one conversation. Um, But Bridget, I love that with the, with Bridget's episode. So most of you guys know, like on, on the episodes where I'm not speaking, I'm on there because I'm editing, I'm like recording it and I'm editing it. So I would schedule with the guests and the co-hosts when to put these together. And um, I totally forgot that we were doing yours and Bridget's grant on that day. And I was taking Meg Botts to the airport. And so I, we had to stop in a Chick-fil-A. So I was working on your guys' episode in a Chick-fil-A and then in my car with Meg driving her to the airport, which was like the last flight, last time at the airport before coronavirus happened. Um, and yeah. <laughs> you have, you have uttered Chick-fil-A on the podcast and our listeners are divided. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And I apologize. Or maybe, no. <laughs> you gotta have sustenance to thrive. Yes, uh, yeah. True, so true. I, um, I was trying to figure out what my favorite episode is. And honestly, I don't know. Like, I loved your guy, yours and Bridget's grant. I loved Mary's and Julia Sadesky's one on mental health and loneliness. Like there was so many, so many good stuff. Um, I think my favorite one of editing was the coronavirus one side B during on life during Corona, because that was the first time I ever like challenged myself of going, let's see what is the extent of my editing ability. Let's just try and let's go for it. And we did it. But that, that episode took me, I think that episode took about um, at least like two weeks to edit. And I'm talking about like full oh. on days and days. Of My. Wasn't that one that like, now Now I think I know why I'm getting confused. The, con- the coronavirus episode we did and then you did with other people and then you put them together. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be a collaboration, one of all of us co-hosts. And then after we did ours, I liked it, but I felt I was just like, I was still processing stuff. And so then I went and talked to Meg and I talked to Melinda and I talked to David Gill and then right. I, even, I think I think I talked to a few people and then I edited it all together and then I made it more of an episode about my process of processing COVID. Yeah um, I was trying to I was looking through the episodes and I'm like I know David was in one of these coronavirus episodes and I couldn't find it and that's why we had that one too and i kept thinking it was either a patreon episode or a different one we had and i didn't know where it was no we did so we did um it's very funny for everyone who's patrons you have listened to our our patron episodes where there's one patron episode where i think it's ashley becca myself i don't remember if mary's in it or not i think mary's in it but um i feel like i was i'm not sure yeah i think you were so i think it was us four 
we started talking and that was, we did that right when coronavirus was starting. Like it was starting to get into the news. We we're wondering what was gonna happen. We weren't sure. And then we did the next one that was a regular episode, which was Ashley Becca Grant, uh, Ashley Becca Henry and I. And then um, we did that one together. But um, yeah, that was, that one was my, one of my favorites. I, I would say my other, uh, it's so hard to pick. Um, but my two other favorites would be, um, I loved the panel we did on race and queerness. Um, I thought it was turned out really good. Um, you know, a lot of our conversations on race was a time of learning for myself in many ways, especially on the race conversation within the United States, being someone who spends so much time outside of the United States. And um, um, that was really good. And I was so glad to have like Bridget and um, Sarah and Darren um, and, and, and all of them on them on the podcast. So, and then I would say my last one was, I really enjoyed talking with Kat on Abiding in Christ, which was another good one. So there, there were just so many good things. And there were even topics that we didn't get to, like the healthy boundaries one. Yeah. Wait for season three. Wait for season like three. Like I was going through, like, like I listened to the episode, the first one from this one, from this, season and that was one we were actually all really looking forward to and then just with everything all completely forgot about it and it slipped through the cracks and all that but i'm thinking i'm like 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 mary said season three i was like we still got to do that one but yes this year had a lot of boundaries so i think we were clear on that right we practiced it a little more than we talked about it yeah <laughs> oh yeah i honestly the boundaries yeah, I was saying the same thing, Ashley. When I listened to season, like the first episode of season two, I was like, we talked about that episode a lot. And I was like, <laughs> and yet it never happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, for everyone in our, um, in our audience, um, if you guys, if anyone has questions or comments that you would like to share, we would love to hear from you. So you can either put them in the chat or if you'd like to share it vocally, um, you can raise your hand and, and share because we'd love to hear what anyone thought about the podcast this season. Um, or if you had questions or any of that, as we go through, you don't have to do it at this moment, but would would love to hear what you guys thought on it. Um, because that's really important as we go through this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I guess to continue, I've really enjoyed having you guys on as co-hosts this season. This was, um, it was a blessing to be able to have more voices and be able to share it and make it more of a community thing rather than just me interviewing people. So I was really glad to change this, like to change this format and go to a co-host format. But you did like all of the editing. <laughs> I did the editing, <laughs> but it was nice to share the interviewing. It was really <laughs> low commitment <laughs> because we just talked. Yeah. Um, but I did appreciate you allowing me uh, to check off the host a podcast on my white approaching 30 year old man bingo card. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> it was very I fun. Might to need, I might need to borrow this bing bingo card because <laughs> I'm turning 30 in like a week. And so I better make sure I've checked everything off. <laughs> Your last chance. I mean, life is over at 30, apparently. So, yeah. You got I'm excited. Heaven, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Telling me that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not an old man so it doesn't apply exactly that's the difference yeah <laughs> to my nieces and nephews i am old i oh. mean they already say that i'm old, and i'm like good i'm glad that a 12 year old and a 10 year old are determining um my age appropriateness um, my brothers so. are in their 20s there's not that much difference between us and they'll go to they'll look at me like oh yeah you're old i'm like like there's like five and six years between us. What are you talking about? No, you got to turn that back on them. Say respect your elders. Right. Oh, they know that clearly. If they don't want me to bring out stories about changing diapers and potty draining That's in front right. of other people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the other thing I was hoping to be able to share in this episode, but I didn't get chance to do it as we were talked about bloopers earlier. We talked about making a blooper reel and I really tried to get it done, but did oh. not have a, I did not have a chance. I might do it and it might be shared later on in the podcast because we had some golden moments oh, of like, we did. Of just, I, I still, one of my favorites is actually in episode one. It stayed in it was when the motorcycle passed by it and mm-hmm. Henry's and Mary said, some, I can't remember what you said. <laughs> That's the sound of side X revolting. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, we had a lot of technical difficulties. I think there was one, I think it was another one where it was a co-host episode or something. And my, I don't know if it was my internet or my computer or something completely shut off. And you just kept talking the time until I yes. came back. That was the um, that was the shame episode. We have a section of it, it and it's it stayed that way. That there's a section where you don't hear your voice, and it's because we had no idea you were like not connected. And so then I what I did was I added in. I took like agreeing moments of you from other points and I added them in there so it sounded like you were there and <laughs> I remember you explaining that's genius awesome that's so funny well because it kind All of the details to, in the episode it kind of got to a little bit of awkward like why hasn't Ashley spoken like why aren't they letting her speak and so, so for like 20 minutes it's just the same Ashley mm-hmm, again and again and again <laughs> I don't remember how long it happened but yeah it's like I think and then I came I don't remember if like I realized it and then I left and came back or how we realized it or what happened but yeah we have just just random stuff it was mostly stuff like that it's yeah it's mostly stuff like that people cutting out and then me going oh crap damn <laughs> But it was, um, it was, it was an uphill struggle to figure it all out. Yeah. Or trying to get people on and then one person's audio not working and then having to get people to go out and come back in. So it was a lot of fun, Um, but really enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to season three. And so um, would like to share with you guys some things that we're going to be doing in season three um, as we go about this. First of all, I guess we'll go ahead and start with our theme our new theme for season three is going to be identity and inclusion. Um, so we're going to be talking about, you know, obviously there are some parts of this conversation that get talked about a lot. Um, you know, the terminology part, um, the church inclusion part, and those are going to be part of the conversation. Um, but we're also going to kind of broaden that to inclusion within the LGBT community. What does it look like what does the place of a side B person look in the LGBT community? What does the place look like working in ministry uh, with identity beyond, um, beyond terminology? What is identity? Where do we look for that? Um, also, what does identity look like from a non-American standpoint? Um, and identity in different uh, faith backgrounds, uh, a Catholic background, Protestant background, charismatic, Orthodox, try to look at these things from different areas, as well as we'll look at um, some history of identity, a lot of different things. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We have some fun episodes with, um, we, one of my favorites that I'm, I don't know if I wanna spoil it, but we have some like people that I have been waiting and waiting to have on it. I'm going to share this here with you all, but we're going to have Wesley Hill on the podcast finally, which I am so like, what? That's awesome. Yes. I'm so excited to have Wes on and um, we're going to be having Bill Henson on and um, a multiple bunch of other people, as well as we're going to do some other, some other co-host conversations that we talked about. So it's gonna be really, really good. And there's gonna be multiple changes coming in the podcast. Um, uh, I guess to go on to another thing, Mary, would you like to share your news? Oh, so soon? I was hoping that I would like 
make the announcement at the very end and then flee <laughs> very dramatically off stage. No. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, a friend and I have been discussing for about half a year now of getting our own podcast up off the ground. We are both Catholics who are noticing an increasing um, amount of what we have kind of termed uh the heresy of Americanism, I guess you could say, um, but just the growing rifts within the Catholic Church, specifically in America, but also um, abroad. And we really would like to be um, people who kind of both explain uh, less well-known parts of the catechism, parts of the lives of the saints and what they uh, have been telling us through the ages on how to approach uh, true Catholicism, true Christianity um, and living that, living your faith out. Um, and so as such, I will be uh, stepping down as co-host for beginning season three. I will be uh, living uh, the healthy boundaries episode that never got made. <laughs> but um, I, on that end, though, on that note, I do want to say, Josh, thank you so much for bringing me on, honestly. And every single conversation that I've had with all y'all has just been so wonderful and so enriching. And I got to tell you, I love walking around the lake that's nearby my apartment and listening to you guys' voices and talking about mm. stuff that I care about. So It's like we were there with you the whole time. Exactly. Yeah, I'm totally considering this a spin-off podcast. So <laughs> Absolutely. One hundred percent. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, awesome. Uh we've already got the name worked out, uh Rad Cats as opposed to Trad Cat. So traditional Catholic if you didn't know um so radical catholic going back to the roots um is what we're hoping to do but also a lot of 90s imagery because why not yeah <laughs> radical dudes i mean i'm already <laughs> practically a 90s stereotype wearing this backwards cap and this hoodie so not hoodie sweater whatever um, <laughs> well this is definitely not going to be your last time on the podcast and we should probably bring you on just for the healthy boundaries episode like specifically like just like, reunite <laughs> I'm actually secretly hoping hoping that that becomes like a running joke. Like we keep a healthy boundary with our healthy boundaries episode, but I keep putting it off. Just keep yeah. it <laughs> so healthy, <laughs> so healthy. Yeah. No, Mary, it has been awesome having you as a co-host, and like I said, it's this is definitely not going to be the last time you're here, and we are totally oh, I going. I think your new project is awesome. Yeah, and. I'm excited to hear it and we're going to be pushing it and promoting it for sure. Um, it's going to be great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you all. Really. We love you so much. Oh, is this the part where I like sashay out of the... No. Please. No. <laughs> no. I don't know why the word sashay was the first one that came to my mind, but it was. <laughs> Personally, I would like to see you sashay out of anything, any room. So that would be in and of itself hilarious awesome i'll make that a revoice talk how to sashay out of room how to sashay yes important yeah so i mean next starting next uh season we will be having a new co-host we don't have one to announce at the moment but later on we will be announcing who the new co-host is going to be um and that's going to be exciting um as as we go on with that a few other fun announcements. Um, once again, we're gonna be doing a QCF live show at the QCF virtual conference. Um, they're gonna be doing one in January and they have invited the podcast back. So there's gonna be another live show there. And as well as, uh, you know, we, we tried out doing a live episode during the, the live episode on race and, queer, uh, and queerness. And, uh, you know, obviously we're doing this here, the Beach Hats. But um, we're hoping in next season to do more live episodes. Um, so there will definitely be more like opportunities like that as well. And um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, hopefully doing a Beach Hats 2021, if everyone liked it enough that we end up doing it again. <laughs> um, so that is another thing. But I'm really excited to get to this topic of identity and inclusion. Um, this is going to be a fun um, fun topic that, or theme 
that originally was going to be two season themes and got merged in into one. And um, I guess kind of as we finish this up here, I would love to hear co-hosts, do you have any thoughts on the new theme or anything like that you'd like to share? Um, I think it's the same and in, in different, like in the other seasons, it's like we've taken these conversations that we've had a lot amongst ourselves to a certain extent that we've we've had them and we've had them and we had them and we had them but like really taking them put them on the podcast to really try to to what's the word to try to like really like hash them out and try to like like becca talked about get to almost a practical end to these conversations like what do what would we like to come of it like and and I think it's also going to show a lot of people, like if there are people who aren't from side B or, or things like that, listening to the podcast, they're going to really realize this season, how much we are not a monolith and that there are so many spectrums in terms of identity terms and what inclusion means for us and everything like that. And then we're all different and then we all still want to be included, just like the Vulcan proverb, was it? infinite i had it a second ago it was like infinite variety and infinite in, combinations infinite diversity in infinite infinite diversity and infinite combinations thank you like saying like we all have something different here, and then we all come together as a body to make something beautiful in it what is the body of christ this was like sometimes i try to say we need to learn how to Side B needs to be about how we can all be the body to each other as opposed to just non-affirming or T. It's how we all learn to be the body for each other. And I think that that's something that through different things, we're going to be able to put an emphasis on in this season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That like that whole diversity thing is um, definitely um, something that I'm looking forward to, especially I, I kind of hinted to it before, but one of the top, one of the episodes we're going to do is side B on faith tradition diversity and being able, that's probably going to be one of our live episodes where we'll get people from different faith backgrounds of Catholic, Orthodox and Reformed, Charismatic, and be able to look at that diversity, at least in that way, and as well as many others. Um, Grant, were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm really excited about We've had some sort of side B in-house discussions on the podcast, but I think um, we would, the, the side B community would really benefit from some family discussions, uh, some family meetings, because right. I, th I think sometimes there are some conflicts within side B land. There's trouble in paradise. And, um, it would really benefit from some hashing out um, so we can really reckon with our diversity so that we can love each other better. Um, I'm thinking of, um, you know, the, the conversation that we got to have with Peter this past season. Um, we, we disagreed on some stuff and it was really nice to be able to reckon with that disagreement and then move forward together after processing through it. And I think there are some other topics that we might be able to, to do something similar with, um, which I'm, I'm really, really excited about. And while it's still online, like you say, the certain conversations that have been had and certain trouble in paradise, if we can bring it to like, this is an actual conversation. It's not just commenting back and forth on posts and getting all flustered and everything. It's like, we are actually a group of friends. And I mean, it's like, we're all, we work together in a podcast, but it's like, we are a group of friends that it's like, well, let's, let's really talk about this and show people that you can have a civil conversation where you might not all see things the same way. Yeah. That really is something to truly value, especially just in the the kind of cultural moment we are especially in america i know we've got people in lots of different places that are joining us today but in america specifically how just difficult it is to have any sort of conversation with people that you uh may disagree with right now to be able to see um a group of people coming together and having a conversation about really controversial issues and being able to have that we are siblings in Christ first 
um, perspective on that and to keep that in mind and to be unified in the love of Jesus to be able to take the time to listen to one another, to hear what each other is saying. Um, it, it's a blessing and it's also really a challenge to the church at large. And we talk a lot about what is it that um, our gay siblings have to contribute to the church in general. And I think that this is one thing that we have an opportunity to really shine and to be able to live that out as an example is to say, what unites us is still so much more important than the differences, which allows us to discuss those differences in really encouraging and edifying ways. And um, the, the idea of identity um, has had such a shaping um, influence in my life the last couple of years, personally and professionally, as far as defining what that means, what sort of language um, are we going to use for that, who gets to determine the language used in those conversations. And um, that's one thing that I'm really, really looking forward to is being able to have those conversations, um, that family talk that Grant mentioned of like, as a family, we need to decide even as diverse as we are within this group, how do we want to shape this conversation um, because more and more our churches are going to be looking to us to say, what do we need to do with this? And we need to have an answer ready for them. We can't keep saying church, do this church, do this church, do this. And when they finally listen, go, I, I don't know, like we need to be ready to, to take charge of that when, when the time comes. And I think a discussion of inclusion and identity is going to be a great place to help us solidify that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the idea with the themes of the seasons is that every time we're going to go deeper into something and in some way and, and continue to go more. And so I know a lot of times there's, there are episodes where we'll get things of like, but we want to hear more on that. And I'll be like, we will, <laughs> we will. We're going from broad and we're getting more profound. Um, we do have one um, question here that was sent to me that I thought was really good was they asked, how did the team all come together for the podcast where they handpicked or interviewed would love to hear more about the process of this team. Um, so a lot of that was, um, was Josh, a true fisher of men came out with an entire net and just roped us in. Like a cow. <laughs> That's how it happened. I mean, someone had thrown out to me at the end of season one, like we, I, I had had really like two people kind of come to me and be like, we love the podcast, but we want more voices. Like we want to hear dialogue. We want to hear um, more and like more just on life, like showing that there's like a fun side to LGBT, like to side B Christians, that it's not all of these in-depth, like, like serious conversations, but we understand culture and we can talk about things. Um, I can see Grant's shaking his head like, yes. <laughs> uh, these conversations can be so somber and I just mm. want to make jokes. I just, exactly. just want to laugh. They need the band to... Yeah. Yes. Hence why so many of Mary's comments were put into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you just kept me around for that. And you know what? <laughs> spot on grant you'll no. have an opportunity to make more now <laughs> I've no, it's all was... on you grant now oh uh, no i'm not replacing you sweetie you're irreplaceable stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so there was that and i would say the other part of it was um like after 2019 which i thought was going to be a heavy which i thought was a heavy year until 2020 came around um and I decided to take the first six months off of doing the interviews. I needed more people to do it. And so um, most of it was me. I came up with a list of, of people that I want, wanted to ask. And my goal with it was, is I wanted to try, and as much as possible as you can in six people, um, be able to try and show that diversity within Side B, um, both cultural diversity, diversity of thought, diversity of community situation, um, diversity of all of these things. And so 
and I also wanted it to be half men, half women, um, was the other thing. And so most of it then ended up being me contacting um, all five of them and being like, so do you want to be a co-host on a podcast? Is this something you're interested in? <laughs> um, we don't have much history, but <laughs> do you want to try? And um, I was surprised when everyone said yes. Honestly, I didn't think you all were going to say yes. I picked, I asked the five of you because I thought maybe two of them will say yes. And then I'll have to create another list and then figure out like how to even it out. And then everyone said yes. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> First draft. <laughs> yeah, so it, it went just like that. And I have been really glad with how our team has turned out in many ways. Before we finish up, does anyone have any last questions they would like to ask or thoughts they would like to share, you guys would like to share? Um, no pressure, but we would love to hear from you if you want to share. This has been a really great season and I have been really happy to share this with our co-host team and with all of you guys who are listeners and um, who are here today for this, um, stuck around for this entire day. Um, it has been really, really great to share this with you guys. And um, I hope it was as beneficial for you all as it was for me. Definitely was here, that's for sure. It's been an awesome day of conversation. Yeah. Josh, I would just want to say that your energy has been amazing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I I, we do have a question. Oh, go ahead. What's the question? I don't see another question. Mine wasn't actually a question. I just wanted oh. to encourage you guys and thank you for everything you've done for getting all of these people together and for speaking on this, on our speaking on numerous topics and getting everyone together to do something like that is just amazing and takes a lot of, um, takes a lot of, I don't know, person <laughs> to, to do. And I just wanted to encourage you for doing that and just say, never give up. There are people out there who is listening and who are appreciating what you guys are doing and look forward to listening to Mary's podcast soon. Chucks. Yes. Thank you so much. Now I have all the pressure to get it off the ground. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, it's good. It's motivating. <laughs> Accountability. You can't well, back out now. You told us you yeah, can. shoot. Everybody knows now. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this has been a great time. And you know, we'll continue next season. Next season will start January 2021. So get through the holidays. My replacements. <laughs> For sure. Oh wait. Well, I know we're not recording anymore, but we did have one more question coming through. Okay. Uh, and it just says, waiting. What? It says recording. So. It's still recording. I mean, like, we're not record. Like, this is not going to be in, like, the published episode. Mm. You can work but your editing magic. Yeah, you can do a Patreon. I know. I'll put, I'll put Ashley's voice just in consistently placed <laughs> places now. I now feel like that needs to be our signature of the podcast, that even in episodes where Ashley is not, we just randomly put her voice to be heard in certain strategic <laughs> spots. Where it'll just be like, hi. And you're like, what just I happened? I love that. I love that so much. We have to do it. <laughs> Always with you. You get a discount every time. Whoever gets the first to recognize where it happens. A little time code. <laughs> During like the first month or something, I'm still with you in spirit. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well. So, what was the question? Yeah, go ahead. So, sorry. Um, so clearly you all have put hours and hours and hours of work into not only this season of the podcast, but into today. And um, sometimes creating a podcast and also being on the receiving end of a podcast, listening to it can be a kind of um, solitary experience. And clearly that is not the case. Um, that it's not just those who are present here today 
who are benefiting from your work. And really my question is, um, of any of the co-hosts, if you could share some of the most meaningful, encouraging, kind of drive type feedback you've received from listeners over the course of this season, kind of sharing how appreciative they are for this work, whether that's from someone who is side B, newly discovered side B, or someone who stumbled across the podcast and realized uh, it gains a tremendous amount of insight into the experience of people that they love. Um, yeah, so if you could share some, some feedback that you've received that has really given you encouragement. Josh is the one, honestly, who keeps track of like, and has a brain for that. But um, it's always a big deal, basically, when somebody leaves a review, specifically on at least the Apple iTunes review, or Apple or iPod. Uh, good grief. I, I've stopped speaking right as the podcast ends, just like I intended. <laughs> But um, but we always notice, of course, when somebody uh, leaves a physical review or, you know, writes an actual review instead of just like email, hey, good job, keep it up. Like those are very important, not only to getting uh, this podcast more wide circulation, but yeah, also just encouraging. That said, I don't remember any specific feedback. Um, so I apologize. I don't know. Anybody yeah. else? Uh, oh, well, did anyone, has any, before I share what I have, because I know I have probably the most robust part of that stuff, but has anyone else received something that they want to share or something that was impactful for them? Yeah, I, um, I call my parents pretty frequently. And in a couple conversations with me, they've said, we listened to one of your podcasts today. And it's just it just warms my heart. They're like, you did such a good job. It's just, they love all of us. They love us. Um, and so that's really encouraging. And also I want to give a spe special shout out to the one person who left us a two-star review on iTunes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm very, I, I'm a four, so I like bad you know, any press is good press. Any drama is good. So two-star review, thank you. <laughs> Keep humble. I still love that one, how they just left two stars, not one. And they didn't leave a written, just the two stars. Like you're not who write something, but I am yeah. gonna leave these two stars. <laughs> We want to know if you're out there, if you're listening, two-star reviewer, we want to know why you gave us two stars. We want to fix it. We thank you for your feedback. It's, it's my injection of drama. It's like electrolytes for me. Um, thank you for that. If you want real drama, uh, has anybody here played Among Us? Yes. Now, now I'm wondering if they're here listening to this entire time <laughs> they will reveal themselves eventually or we just vote somebody off the zoom chat i love being the imposter but this is just my life and we can talk about that another time but um to answer your question from what i found um it's always like 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 ever like all of them said it's always encouraging when we hear get reviews back and sometimes it's through um um, I'm loving the Mickey Mouse ears. Um, I just had to acknowledge that. But um, I, I think it's always encouraging when we get stuff back. Sometimes it'll be through just emails or um, Facebook messages. Um, some and and Amazon reviews are obviously really great. One of my there's one that I've actually never shared on the podcast that I thought was really good. This is one of our more recent ones. Um, and it said, discovering this podcast has been one of the greatest, great joys of my walk. It's been comforting to have a side B space that I can identify with, 
because of its diversity regarding both sexuality and ethnicity. Um, I am grateful for the other side B spaces as well. I just need a platform for, uh, from which I can, could identify more with the voices featured and their life stories and experiences. This podcast has been that for me. Thank you, Josh, and the entire Life on Side B team. Um, that was just encouraging to know that like our goal of having diversity and, and all of this stuff is, is being seen. Um, and um, I, I think for me, it's just always encouraging when we'll either find side B people that have never known about side B that find the podcast and be like, I didn't know that this was a thing, but I've been doing it kind of. And it happens quite a bit. Um, I even had one time on my road trip where I was driving to a city and then on my way to drive to that city, got the podcast got a message from someone saying, hey, really love the podcast. If you're ever in the very city that I was going to, um, I would love to get coffee. And I was like, guess what? I'm driving there. Let's get coffee. <laughs> um, and one of the other one of the other stories that was always, I, I will always be impactful for me was um, actually someone who was affirming, who never thought that they could be side B because they thought you had to be a version to be side B. And um, w- through the podcast realized that that was not necessarily the case. <laughs> and I know Melinda's laughing. I remember that conversation. That. <laughs> you told us that before um, we were recording one of the podcasts and like half of us were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I know. The best part was that the guy was talking to me. Uh, it was at the QCF podcast, and yeah. the, the guy mm-hmm. was talking to me, and I was wearing my free mom hugs button. So clearly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was definitely good, but it it was just encouraging to see that even like you know we have multiple side A listeners, and and even someone like that was able to see the joys that can be inside B, even from someone who's side A. So um, that was also really encouraging to be able to see. But I do have to say more than anything, I'm going to share my screen because the best feedback we ever got was from Grant Hartley, a man named Grant Hartley. And this is what, this was, this was the feedback. Oh wait, not that one. Where am I sharing? Here, this. It was a tent, a free tent that looks like our logo. Oh my gosh, yes, I found this. Facebook was trying to, to advertise this to me. And I thought, oh my gosh, they know me because this looks exactly like our podcast. Does it? <laughs> It looks exactly like our podcast. I was like, oh my gosh. Is this? <laughs> I felt weird about like other overlords looking at all my listening. And oh, it's just, it was kind of scary. But also, I kind of wanted it. It's a bunk bed for children, but I did want it. <laughs> Love that bed. I, I definitely expect if I ever stay over at your house, I will be able to sleep in that bunk bed. I'd better be able to. Yeah, I know. I, I love that. I was looking through the, I was looking through, we have like a co-host chat and I, I found that one and I was like, oh, that was so good. That was one of the greatest moments. Uh, yeah, but it's been fun. Yeah. So those are just some of the ones, honestly, there's, I try to save every single time someone sends something in because it's honestly an encouragement for me because there are multiple times, I'll be admit, I'll be honest, there are multiple times where I go, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? This has no effect on anyone and I just need to stop it. Ed's normally the one that gets this. Ed, am I not right if you're still there listening? Yes, I am here. <laughs> He's normally the one that has to hear to those rantings of like, this is never, this is not worth it. And I just need to stop it. And then I'll get, you know, we'll get feedback or we'll get stuff. And I'm like, I, I guess it's worth it. <laughs> Be sure to regularly feed your Josh with praise. He does appreciate it very much. It's I am a words of affirmation person. Um, so that is my love language. <laughs> All right with that. Well, 
thanks y'all for being here and we'll talk to y'all soon. So thanks. I'll see you later. Thanks for putting all of this together. Hi, thank you. Thank you. I love the cat. Oh, what did you say his name is? Alexander Hamilcat, my six-year-old name. We call him Hamilcat. He's the coolest cat ever. I love it. <laughs>